one of the largest things that HR has really struggled with is this whole concept of understanding what the skills are for the jobs that the organization has in comparison to the skills that the employees within the workforce has and the ability to be able to, to drive that to develop models for the organization and further down the line drive strategic workforce planning around those gaps and being able to assess gaps. It has taken HR forever and in many cases by the time they get through the process of developing a competency or skills model, what they've developed is already out of date. Generative AI has the power to alleviate that stress from HR. Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Hello, I'm Franco Germonti, your host for today's Business Acceleration Podcast, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Amanda Newfield, a senior director and executive within our HR advisory practice, and Tom Stuck, a manager in our HR transformation practice here at the Hackett Group. Welcome, Amanda and Tom. Thanks, Franco. Great to be here. Today, we're discussing how HR organizations could leverage artificial intelligence to drive efficiency and effectiveness within their organizations. With all the talk about ChatGBT, this has become a hot topic across the GNA organizations within companies, which HR is a part of. So for our listeners, I wanted you to know that this is part of a series of podcasts that we're covering on AI and Chatbot. And if you're interested in streaming more podcasts, please visit our podcast stream or go to our website for other episodes. So with that, we want to get started. Amanda, I'm going to direct this question to you first. So what is AI and how is it applicable for HR? Well, thanks for asking that question, Franco. AI, which stands for artificial intelligence, is really a collection of intelligent computer programs that help us to understand humans and gain deep knowledge based on all the data that we deal with on a daily basis. It helps us to really drive quicker access and learns from all the different data points we collect throughout the day, whether it be you know, from emails, from our conversations, and helps drive insights that help us be better decision makers. With you know, the emergence of things like generative AI, so chat GPT, AI has really started to become something that's available for the masses used to be AI was very much driven around a lot of technology and highly IT driven, but now we're starting to see something that's really accessible for everybody more broadly without much tech oversight, which is really driving a lot of transformational thoughts around what AI can do for us on our regular everyday basis. Yeah, it's interesting. I can think of situations that are sort of supportive, like ChatGPT, like 30 years ago when they came out with Excel spreadsheets and everybody had access to those spreadsheets and how it transformed a lot of jobs. But then I also could think of things like blockchain or RPA, and everybody was talking about how that was going to revolutionize everybody's jobs, and it really hasn't come to fruition. So, But this seems different, though, so it's it's great you, you mentioned that. So, Tom, I'm going to direct this to you. So why is AI such a hot topic right now? Yeah, absolutely. It's I've never seen a topic become so integrated within the business community as quickly as AI has. And I think it's really because 
as any technology does, right, it drives efficiency and automation in a lot of areas. But from my vantage point, the big advantage is really improved decision making and enhancing the employee experience. From a decision making standpoint, it allows you to amalgamate multiple data points together very quickly to make real time decisions. And from an employee experience standpoint, it adds a lot of personalization to things like performance development, learning, and even things like applying to jobs within your organization. So there's a lot of room for growth. I think we're really only in the first inning of using AI within the workplace. And I think there's a lot of room for growth to really affect the overall employee experience. Yeah, it's kind of scary though, actually. Like you say, it's going to be customized eventually. So it's almost like it's going to be our own personal digital assistant at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen an example at some clients where they are using it when you input your feedback that you've been given on your performance evaluation, the AI system can then personalize the recommendations for how to address the feedback that you are given. It certainly already is on the way towards becoming that personal assistant that can do a lot of that research and analysis for you so you can take your time and and really act upon those recommendations. Yeah. All we need to do now is set it up to actually take those development courses so I don't have to follow the feedback. I get it. So Amanda, our audience, as you know, is mostly HR professionals, but Tom's mentioned a few things around efficiency automation. Let's bring this home for the HR audience. So can you start thinking about, you know, some specific use cases that clients can leverage AI for like, let's say traditional areas or, or whatever, maybe start with that. Yeah, absolutely. Franco, you know, When I think about AI within HR, the concept of AI and how we can leverage it is not really new from an HR perspective. We've seen a lot of people kind of look at some of these more traditional use cases when it comes to AI and HR, especially around talent acquisition. Talent acquisition is an incredibly complex function or capability within the HR organization. And AI is really enabled recruiters and organizations to look at enhanced ways that they can screen candidates, evaluate resumes, and kind of get through the early stages of a selection process faster so that they can move candidates to the most meaningful part of the selection process, the interview, and into offer and hire much quicker than they could in the past. Outside of that, you're seeing a lot of utilization of evaluating the workforce and understanding the skills that are in the workforce. It's almost like inventorying workplace skills from an employee perspective. Many applications have started to add in and and build capability in that area, particularly from our big platforms perspective. Payroll, another area traditional use case that's been early on. When we think about all the automation, everything that goes into driving down errors and payroll processing, AI has been very successful in enabling those areas. And then finally, HR data governance. So evaluating how people are utilizing HR data in our big data systems and ensuring that data is consistent, that people are following governance rules, and ensuring that data is secure within our, our big platforms. What I think is interesting with the now launch of of generative AI like ChatGPT is all these emerging use cases that this particular type of AI is creating for HR and just how tremendously impactful it's going to be from an efficiency and effectiveness 
perspective for HR. Starting with that whole concept around skills, I think one of the largest things that HR has really struggled with is this whole concept of understanding what the skills are for the jobs that the organization has in comparison to the skills that the employees within the workforce has and the ability to be able to drive that to develop models for the organization and further down the line drive strategic workforce planning around those gaps and be able to assess gaps. It has taken HR forever and in many cases by the time they get through the process of developing a competency or skills model what they've developed is already out of date it takes too long there's too much data involved and generative ai has the power to alleviate that stress from hr other opportunities with that ability to be able to start with the skill understanding and being able to describe work that's happening in the workplace so through job descriptions becomes less about the manager or HR writing a job description and more about the manager or HR defining the skills for the job. So leading with skills and using those skills with AI to write the actual job descriptions for us. So speeding up the process of being able to define the work that needs to be done, speeding up our process of communication and knowledge management, truly being able to understand all the nuances and the personalization that's needed within the organization and driving more effective communication based on that. I have a client now that's starting to explore how can they take all the data that they've learned from all of the self-service and tier one support that they've provided to employees through their shared service, run that through a generative AI model and start to produce realistic and effective responses for employees without the intervention of a person. So the ability to really change really the game on on how we deliver self-service for employees and having our service delivery focused HR professionals really focused on how do we train our AI partners to be able to respond better to the various nuanced situations that happen within our workforce. Yeah. Amanda, on that point too, that's amazing because like right now, the current or the past recent AI technologies depended on like all of your policies, what you would call, let's say, knowledge articles, right? To generate responses. Now, what you're saying is that you're actually like uploading call scripts for millions of calls that have been conducted with employees and the AI is going to leverage that as well as the knowledge articles to start responding to these tier zero inquiries. Did I get that right? Yes, or even in some cases produce new knowledge articles on demand and update existing knowledge articles as new information is learned from and new nuances are discovered about the workforce. Right. Wow. That's amazing. What about performance management and onboarding? Those are anything in those areas as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Tom alluded to this earlier. Imagine a time when you have that digital assistant that's there to help you write performance feedback for employees and respond to feedback from employees and drive a more personalized onboarding experience for employees. So again, leveraging all the data and all the experiences of all your employees to really deliver and hone very specialized and carefully crafted experiences that really speak to that employee experience component that HR is so focused on these days. Wow. 
Wow. There's always, with a lot of technologies, right, people sort of turn a blind eye to it or sort of roll their eyes when you say, oh, that's just another tool that everybody keeps talking about that's not really there. And are there any right now pre-built AI engines for HR use cases on the marketplace today? Can I buy this today? Absolutely. And it's actually been surprising how rapidly new capabilities are arriving on the marketplace every day. Even before ChatGPT and similar generative AI services were introduced, there are already tools starting to be produced and, and developed in the marketplace. Your big platform HCM systems, so Workday and Oracle, have been highly invested in analyzing employees' skills, being able to automate chat capabilities, evaluating candidates' fit, and managing HR governance. And then you have many, many best-in-breed players, applications like Fuel50 that are heavily invested in quantifying and identifying the skills within the organization, as well as skills of the workforce and driving some of that gap analysis that's desperately needed for strategic workforce planning, embedding skills and AI components into that application as well. But every day, it seems I'm getting new notifications about applications on the market that are leveraging generative AI. The thing to understand specifically around ChatGPT is that model is delivered in such a way that an organization, a software organization can pick that model up and apply it very quickly and easily and seamlessly into their overall platform and can deliver new AI capabilities pretty quickly. Beamery, as an example, is a recruiting tool typically used for candidate relationship management. They've introduced new capabilities, I think within like three weeks after ChatGPT was launched and made available on the marketplace, they were already offering AI capabilities within their platform that they didn't have before. And then you're starting to now see the AI embedded into your normal productivity suite. So Microsoft has got a whole host of AI capabilities that they're starting to offer and are building more every day as they've built their partnership with the chat GPT model as well. So everything from analyzing your work patterns to give you insights on how to reduce your workplace strain and take care of your well-being, all the way to helping you write better and giving you suggestions so that you can communicate more effectively with your audiences. So it's pretty amazing how rapidly this is starting to be adopted and how quickly we're seeing responses in the marketplace, even from big players that have traditionally taken it a little bit slower than others. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I heard about AI, but a lot of it was buried inside software programs to do certain things or certain functionalities for you. I was wondering why all of a sudden you start to see these companies are coming out with these features. Hey, we have AI as well and so on. I was wondering how they were doing. I'm sure some of them have developed it, but left it in the closet somewhere and really didn't bring it out or market it in some way. It's almost like ChatGBT sort of unleashed a new way of thinking about how do you leverage AI. And then so companies, if they have the capability, they're starting to embed it, or if they don't have it, they're borrowing it or licensing it from ChatGPT to leverage it in their tools. It seems like that's what happened here. Yeah, absolutely. It's ChatGPT specifically was introduced through a platform called OpenAI, which allows people to share all of the technical pieces that I know certainly I am no expert in. And that's what's really enabled all of these organizations to really pick up and leverage all of the work that that organization did to get that model to where it's at. And now 
we're seeing almost like a great partnership across everyone in leveraging that model to continue to improve it. So it really kind of speaks to data democratization. So democratizing data across the world and enabling organizations across the world to leverage that same model and then to do their specific purposes with it. It's really been an accelerator. Wow. Yeah. Well, listen, we've been talking about all these positives and cool things and use cases and how we can leverage this. Tom, I'm going to direct this next question to you. What are the barriers or requirements for HR organizations should consider before implementing AI within their organization? Yeah, absolutely. To what you both were just speaking about, there's a lot of momentum from the technology space right now, as we've seen. And technology is great. It can be an accelerant and an enabler. But if you don't have the right structures in place, it can be an accelerant and an enabler to bad design as well. Right? We've seen it before with the HCM world, where they have a tendency to market their products that will solution all of your problems. And lo and behold, if you don't address the underbelly of your organization, these technologies by themselves don't end up being the solution to everything. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that with AI as well. And I think one of the things to avoid that happening really is to look at, to take a step back and look at the entire operating model of HR first. And right, does the operating model set up to enable that business success? And then from there, really taking a look at the service catalog of HR, looking at the services that HR provides and what they own and providing that role clarity. Because without that role clarity, you'll have a lot of people engaging with technology, but to different ends versus one unified endpoint. So through that, with a matter of service cataloging, a solidified organization structure with large spans of control, and then standardized and optimized processes, again, with that ownership and, and role clarity in mind, those are some of the main aspects that need to be considered along with bringing these types of technologies into the organization. Yeah, it's funny, you know, you mentioned that. I could just think of it how you've got some situations where you have a decentralized HR organization where you have different HR FTEs or professionals around the world, and they're all doing something different, whether it's recruiting talent or how they teach or learn, develop their talent. And they're all very different. Then you take this capability like AI, you try to put that on top of that. I could see how it could get really complex very fast and it may not work as well in that environment and people will walk away from that investment. So what you're saying is really just to really rethink that operating model, standardize those processes, figure out what your services are, then start looking how to enable that with AI. Absolutely. I have to say, this has just been fantastic to learn about AI. We're running out of time here. So thank you, Amanda, Tom, for joining me and sharing your insights today. To our listeners, don't forget to go to our website at podcast.thehackinggroup.com for more information about today's Business Acceleration Podcast and any upcoming podcasts in this series. Thank you again, Amanda and Tom. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Thank you, Franco. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at 
hackit.com. The Hackit Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackitgroup.com. <laughs>